0: just thank you and praise you this morning for your word for your love we give you the glory God we thank you that whole cd tells it all that whole cd tells tells us what you're desiring for us to do to give you the glory to praise and worship you to exalt you and it's a privilege God We don't realize many times we forget how privileged we are to live in this country. How privileged we are to freely praise and worship you. God, I don't want any rock crying out and worshiping you in my stead. So, Father, I just thank you this morning that as this word, this seed goes forth, it fall upon good ground, good soil, and it bring forth a mighty harvest. And we give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, God gives in abundance. John 10:10. 10, 10, we know the thief cometh not but to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I come to give life and life more abundantly. So the name of this sermon is God gives in abundance. Let's turn to Joel 2:24. <clears throat> Monjo, I know you're in here. Let's go ahead and um, go up to verse 21. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice for the Lord has done great things. Amen. Hallelujah. We should all yell and shout amen. Hallelujah on this one. Many of you've been believing for certain things and and God has been blessing and blessing and blessing. Super abundantly above all that you could dare ask or think. If I were to sit and ask people to just start naming off things that God's done for them in the last three years, I think we would all be blessed. Maybe we need to have a service like that one week where people can just start saying what God has done for them, things that they've been believing for, and the manifestation has taken place. Glory to God. So <clears throat> be not afraid. You wild beasts of the field, for the pastures and the, the wilderness have sprung up and are green, and the trees bear its fruit, and the fig tree and the vine yield their full strength. Be, be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he gives you the former or early rain in just measure and in righteousness, and he causes to come down. For you, the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain as before. And the threshing floors will be full of grain, and the vat shall overflow with juice, the grape, and oil. And I will restore and replace for you the years that the locust has eaten, the hopping locust, the stripping locust, and the crawling locust, my great army which I sent you. And you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, And praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be put to shame. Glory to God. Can't get much greater than that. Amen. 24 again. And the floor shall be full of wheat and the vat shall overflow with wine and with oil. And I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten. He'll restore to you the things that the enemy has taken away. What a promise. Matthew 3.10. We serve a mighty God. A mighty God. The things that are, impo- that are impossible with man are possible with God. We need to keep our eye on that, on the scripture. Continually, when you see something come before you that looks impossible... Remember what the Word of God says. Nothing is impossible with God. Man might tell you it's impossible, but God says nothing's impossible with me. With me, only believe. Only believe. 3.10. No, boy, I hope I didn't miss this one. Did I miss it? Verse 9. And think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father, and I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. Glory to God. That was 3.9. Matthew 14.30. God can raise up we think that God can raise up anything from anything he wants to. You know, we we get so concerned on what what we see and what we think looks impossible. God is doing things that people have prayed for in this in this time that we live in right now even though Hideous things are going on in the world. God is doing supernatural things and changing homes and lives and families and, and things that you've prayed for the for years. In one second, one day, God can turn everything around. In one second. When you got born again, you came out from darkness into light immediately. Just boom, there it was. Same with the rapture. The rapture of will take place with the twinkling of eye just blink your eye once that's how fast it happens when God moves he moves and so don't give up so many people give up and turn back we heard about that in early class this morning you can't you cannot go backward you've got to keep moving forward in God okay um when I say Matthew fourteen thirty. He's not finished. He's still working. He's still working things out and moving people around and changing their lives. Amen. But when uh let's see we talked about this this morning. So let's um let's look at this. Let's go up to 26:14:26. And when the disciples um Let's go to 22. Then he directed the disciples to get in the boat and go before him to the other side where he, well, he sent away the crowds. So he said, get in the boat, go to the other side. And it says, um, and after he had dismissed the multitudes, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was still there alone. But the boat was by this time out on the sea, many furlongs, a furlong is one-eighth of a mile, distant from the land, beaten and tossed by the waves, and for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch, between three o'clock and six a.m. of the night, Jesus came to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is a ghost. And they screamed out with fright. But instantly he spoke to them saying, take courage. I am. Stop being afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and he came forward. And he came towards Jesus. But when he perceived and felt the strong wind, he was frightened. And as he began to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me from death. Instantly, Jesus reached out his hand and caught and held him, saying to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And I was sharing this morning... You notice that you would have thought the rest of the disciples would have got excited and said, wow, this is great watching Peter walk on the water and jumped out of the boat themselves. They could have walked clear to land. But instead, Peter feared. As I said this morning, the best thing Peter could have said was, Jesus, let me get in the boat and let's try it. Let's go through this again. Let me do this again. So many times in our faith, we... We stretch ourselves out there and we fall and we won't go there again. We refuse to go there again. And so we're kind of held back. But it would have been great if if Peter had said, let me do this again, Lord. I'm getting back in the boat and I will get out and walk. They could have all had a party walking on water. And I shared how I'm sure some of them said to him when he got in the boat, well, you blew it. Others said, that was great, Peter. You know, everybody perceives things differently. When you walk in love, you're going to be excited for what your brother or sister does, what they're blessed with, what happens to them. Instead of trying to make them feel bad for for maybe something that they failed in, get excited, jump up, be there with them, rise up with them. And so we see that Jesus, Jesus said, Jesus says to Peter when Peter says bid me to come Jesus said come and he got out of the boat and he says to him oh you little faith why did you doubt as soon as they got in the boat the wind ceased and those in the boat knelt and worshipped him saying truly you are the son of God so it must have been quite a storm they were in amen. When they crossed over to the other side, look what meets them. (laughs) And when the men of the place recognized him, they sent around all who in the surrounding country and brought to him all who were sick and begged him to merely touch the fringe of his garment. And as many as touched it were perfectly restored. Hallelujah. So we see that God gives and God gives in abundance. We serve a giving, loving God. Luke 6:38. God is a giver, and He doesn't take things from you. He gives and gives and gives. Jesus, life more abundantly, Satan, kill, steal and destroy. Luke six thirty eight. Give, and it shall be given unto you, good measure pressed down and shaken together. And running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet, withal it, is, it shall be measured to you again. So as you give, God gives unto you. He has people give unto you pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That is how God sees blessings. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I think we should bring the cornflakes or whatever they were again and open the bag box and see how many are in there and crush them down and then keep pouring into it. That, has, that is God's way of thinking in abundance, constantly towards us. Okay. Um, God promises to cover and, sha- and shadows his people in Exodus 33, 22. And the first one was God gives an abundance. This is God covers us. Exodus thirty three twenty two. 22. You know, God promises to take care of us. You belong to God. Remember in Second Chronicles chapter 20 last week when I shared how they, they had these enemies that were coming against them. And Jehoshaphat feared, but immediately he sought the Lord. Immediately. You know, fear tries to come on every one of us. But what do we do to it? Do we yield to it and give in to it? Or do we immediately seek the Lord? Immediately. Okay. thirty-three twenty-two. In verse 18. Well, let's go up to 17. And the Lord said to Moses, I'm reading out of the Amplified, I will do this thing. Also, that you have asked for you have found favor, loving kindness, and mercy in my sight, and I know your per- I know you personally and by name, and Moses said, "I beseech you, show me your glory. I beseech you, Lord, show me your glory. What people that know him personally desire of him, God shows them His glory. This was Moses' desire show me your glory god and god said i will make all my goodness pass before you and i will proclaim my name the lord before you for i will be gracious to whom i will be gra- i will be gracious to whom i will be gracious and will show mercy and loving kindness on whom i will show mercy and loving kindness but he said you cannot see my face for no man shall see me and live and the lord said behold There is a place beside me, and you shall stand upon the rock. And while my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft of the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face you will not see. So God tells him, I'm going to put you in a cleft of a rock and cover you with my hand and pass by you. Can you imagine the glory of God? The glory of God is something we all need to desire for. I mean, he is so powerful. His glory is so powerful. And Moses had a desire to know God. We should have the desire to know God in such an intimate, personal way and desire to have his glory manifest unto us. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Um, Psalms 57.1. So we see how he covered Moses. You know, can you imagine God's hand being put in the cleft of the rock and God's hand, just covering you and passing by you? Meditate on these things that will bless you. Be merciful and gracious to me, O God. Be merciful and gracious to me. For my soul takes refuge and finds shelter and confidence in you yes in the shadow of your wings will i take refuge and be confident until calamities and destructive storms are past? that's a promise you know we're blessed here in california we don't have tornadoes we don't have hurricanes we don't have things that they have in the midwest you know they used to build storm shelters but they don't anymore and so every year people know that this stuff's going to happen. And, and the, the fear, unfortunately, is tremendous when this takes place in people. But if they knew what God said, I will take care of you. You know, there's you see where tornadoes hit, where, where one or two houses will be standing and the rest will be down. God takes care of his people. He promises to And so I will cry to God most high who performs on my behalf and rewards me, who brings to pass his purposes for me and surely completes them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He says he will send from heaven and save me from slanders and reproaches of him who will put who will trample me down or swallow me up, and he will put him to shame. Pause and calmly think of that. God will send forth his mercy and loving kindness and his truth and faithfulness. Glory to God. Okay, let's look at um, refuge from storms in Isaiah 25, 4. He He is our refuge. Thank God. For you have been a stronghold for the poor, a stronghold for the needy in his distress, a shelter from the storm, a shade from the heat. For the blast of the ruthless one is like a rainstorm against a wall. So he is our stronghold. He is our shelter. You know, you... It's you and God, and he takes care of you. God takes care of his children. You know, a lot of parents don't take care of their children, don't raise them right or whatever, but God takes care of his children. And we need to remember that. You know, when your mind starts to wander back on maybe things that happened as a child or whatever, where there were things that took place, Forget those things. You are in a new family now. You are in God's family, and God takes care of His children. God will, will fight every fight for you. God will take care of you. I think there's a song, "God will take care of me." I can't remember it's a long, old song, but he, he, all the time, all the time. He never fails. He does not fail. He's not a man that he can lie. Isaiah 51:16. You know, when you when um, you know, a lot of people have not had a a good relationship with their with their father, and so it's hard for them at first to trust, or maybe they didn't even have a father around, and so it's hard for them to trust, and that's an area where. You have to read these scriptures. You have to look at these scriptures. You have to know that God is in control and he will take care of you. No matter what it looks like, no matter what the enemy tries to tell you, God will take care of you. It's a promise. It's something you can stand on no matter what. Everybody in the world is against you. God is for you. If God be for you, who can be against you? I want you to think about that. Um, what did I say? Mm-hmm. I didn't. Fifty one sixteen, I believe. Isaiah. <laughs> Let's look at um fifteen. For I am the Lord your God who stirs up the sea so that its waves roar and who rebuke restrains it. The Lord of hosts is his name and I will put my words in your mouth and have covered you with the shadows of my hand that I may fix the new heavens and as a tabernacle and lay the foundations of a new earth and say to Zion you are my people. You know, the church is Zion. We are his people. He loves his people. He's for his people. He cares about his people. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We need to stop sometimes and just say thank you, Jesus. Matthew 23, 37. This is a sermon this this morning to show you how much God cares for you. How much he cares. Like I said, in one day, God can take a hideous situation and turn it around and completely turn the thing around where his glory is seen. I've seen him do it. I just supernaturally, you know, the supernatural, the goodness of God. He knows how to change hearts. He knows how to change minds. He knows how to change situations. We need to stand back and watch the glory of God take place. It's amazing to me to stand and and watch what God can do. Just just like that, just overnight, just in a second. Praise you. Keep expecting him to do suddenlies for you supernatural suddenlies that you know I will tell you pastor did a sermon on murmuring and complaining Wednesday It was a powerful powerful sermon um, on the blessings of God and, and don't murmur and complain don't give up don't say it's never going to take place start saying it shall take place because I serve the Lord God Almighty who cares for me and who changes things who turns things around. We have to believe and, and without a shadow of a doubt no God is in control of the situation. And he is dealing with it and turning it around. Praise God. And when he does, when you, the manifestation comes, you make sure that you thank him for it. Amen. That's so very important. So many times we see the fruition of what we've been believing for take place and we forget to thank him. You know, every day, every day, some, something supernatural is happening in your life continually. Yeah. Stop. Don't become so busy that you don't recognize it. Yeah. Don't become so busy that you do not recognize what God is doing and performing in your life. Because yeah. every day, He is moving Moving mountains, moving situations for your, for your, for you. Murmuring and complaining will only get you in trouble with yourself. You <laughs> know, because as you murmur and complain, you look at the negative. God is a positive God. He is not negative. Satan is the negative force in your life, not God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Matthew twenty three thirty seven. Did I read it already? Oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem, murdering the prophets and stoning those who are sent to you. How often would I have gathered your children together as a mother fowl gathers her brood under her wings, and you refused. That's a sad thing. So many people refuse. So many people literally don't realize it but they're fighting God. They're literally fighting God. Instead of allowing God to be God in their lives, they fight him. Well, God, I just don't see where you're working in this thing and murmur, murmur, complain, complain. God is working out every situation for those that will praise him, worship him, speak forth his word, walk in his word, walk in his precepts. He's moving mountains, church. That's why it's so important that we become so unified in this body so he can do things that we've been believing for for years. He can do them overnight. Don't, don't get yourself on down the road ahead of what you might do, might, might not do. Jesus said don't do that. Every day has a situation in itself. Live each day. As it were your last day here on the earth. Live it as it were your last day here on the earth before God. Enjoy your loved ones. Enjoy your family. Enjoy serving God. Because we never know when the trumpet blast is going to sound. We never know. We need to enjoy every day. Take every day for what it is. A glorious new day from the Lord. Thank God. Okay, He's the Keeper of the Saints in Genesis twenty-eight fifteen. This is number. Well, I didn't number them, but we had God gives in abundance, God covers and shadows His people, refuge from storms. Now He keeps the saints, Genesis twenty-eight fifteen. You guys can number them because I didn't. It was too late to be numbering. <laughs> and behold, 28, Genesis twenty-eight fifteen. I am with you and will keep watch over you with care. Take notice. You wherever you may go. And I will bring you back to this land for I will not leave you. Till I have done all of which I have told you. God will not leave you until he is done with everything in your life that he has to do for you on this earth. Your, Your life was spoken into existence before the foundations of the earth. Just flow with him. Just walk with him. You know, some people are, they have everything planned out. And... For Please take me right in this. We're, that we're so different. Some people have everything planned out. Others have to, to wait and allow God to show them what to do. I always come planned out with a sermon. But does this mean that I'm going to do the sermon that he has planned out for me? No. Many times I can just put the sermon down and just listen to God and let him do it. Because God has his desire, his plan for that day. And sometimes we want our desire and our plans for that day to be done. We've got to be a little flexible, church. Loosen it up a little bit. Amen? You always need a plan, but let God change it. Because something might happen. There might be somebody, I remember, I've told you before about the person that, evidently was going to commit suicide and I'm getting ready for a shower and I'm making this taco salad and God said, go pray. Someone's about to commit suicide. Well, God, I'm busy. Do you think he didn't know I was busy? He said, go pray. I've chosen you to pray for this person. Go pray. So I call Matt and let him finish cooking. You have to be flexible. When God says do something, When he knows you well enough, that he knows that if he calls upon you, you're going to do it. He will ask you to do things that you weren't even planning to do. That wasn't in your plans for the day. He will ask you to do things. I've had him tell me, pull over, pull the car over now and start praying for so-and-so. Next thing I know, I'm sitting there and getting a phone call. From the very person. You never know. We've got to be flexible. We've got to be in the spirit continually. Keep, our, keep, keep ourselves ready. Like Moses said. I want to see your glory. One of the ways we see his glory. Is to allow him to have full control of our lives. Allow him. To have full control of our lives. Where we're available to him. Every day. Hour of the day. Well, I work. I'll get in trouble. God knows when it's your coffee break. God knows when it's your lunch hour. You understand what I'm saying? He knows everything about you. So let's look at this scripture one more time. Genesis 28:15. Behold, I am with you and will keep you, watch over you with care, take notice of you whether you may go. And I will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done all which I have told you. So he's not going to leave us until he's never going to leave us. You know, we're in the new covenant. He's never going to leave us. You know, one day we are going to be out of here in heaven. We're just sojourners. We're just, we are his servants and his children on this earth to do his will. That's what we're here on this earth for. This is not the big vacation, joy time, do whatever. This is the time to do his perfect will, whatever it is. Amen? His perfect will. God help us. Psalms 121.4 You know, it's okay to have plans and desires and whatever, but be flexible. God might change them. Most, time, most of the time in my life, he has. <laughs> 124 4. Then the waters would have overwhelmed us and swept us away. The torrent would have, well, go up. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, they would have quickly swallowed us up alive when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters would have overwhelmed us and swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us. Then the proud waters would have gone over us. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. We are like a bird escaped from the snare of the fowlers and the snare of the is broken and we have escaped our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth our help is in the name of the Lord our help is in Jesus the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth and just look around God made all this like, like we learned the other night, every little flower, it only blooms once, and then it drops off. God made that for, to feed the bird, to feed the bees, to pollinate, to, for us to enjoy. But we take it all for granted. We take so much for granted. We need to be so very grateful. John 17, 11. You know that I'll be honest with you. That teaching the other night, it shook me up in some ways because I saw how much I've been taking for granted in some areas, and just just his creation, how he's how he's created everything and everybody, and how it's how he's how he's made a plan. For, for every one of us, for everything, except flies and roaches and spiders. <laughs> Just kidding. There's a plan for them, where they can <laughs> stay outside and stay with me. <laughs> Those are the three things that I would rather were not around me. John John 17, 11, <laughs> the, other, the other day, this is, you're going to laugh, this is funny, the bookkeeper was there and there was this fly up on, on the ceiling and um, I thought it was a spider and it was, she was standing right under it and I've had spiders drop down and I'm just standing there staring <laughs> at the ceiling and she said, are you all right? <laughs> I guess I had this look on my face of, okay, <laughs> stay there, whatever you are, and it was a, a fly. I said, yeah, I was just watching this thing that's standing above you to see what it was going to do. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Psalms one four. No, where did I go? John 17.11. <laughs> I was like, am I going to have to go get that out of her hair? <laughs> Well. I don't think I got the right one. Maybe I did. Hang on. And now. I am no more in the world. But these are in the world. And I come to thee. Holy Father. Keep. Through thine own hand. Those. Whom thou hast given me that they may be one as we are one. This is how important us being one is to God. I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. And now I am no more in the world, but these are still in the world. And I am coming to you, Holy Father, Keep in your name in the knowledge of yourself, those who you have given me and that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I kept and preserved them in your name, in the knowledge and worship of you. Those who you have given me, I guarded and protected, and not one of them has perished or is lost except the son of perdition, Judas Iscariot, the one who is now doomed to destruction, destined to be lost, and that scripture might be fulfilled. And now I'm coming to you, you, I say these things while I am still in the world so that my joy may be full and complete and perfect in them, that they may experience my delight fulfilled in them, and my enjoyment may be perfected in their own souls, that they may, be, that they may have my gladness within them filling um, their hearts. Jesus knew he was leaving. He had these dear ones that he loved, including us, church. He saw us. And he said, God, I'm asking you to protect them, keep them, take care of them. It's how much he loves us. It's how much he cares for us. When, you think, when I think about it, I just want to cry and weep. We are so loved and cared for. If you don't feel like you are, know today God's word just said it. His one desire that he had for God was when I leave, I'm asking you, take care of my children. Take care of them. Glory to God. He goes on to say, let's go on a little bit. I have given verse 14 and delivered to them your word message. And the world has hated them because they are not of the world. Do not belong to the world just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you will take them out of the world but that you will keep and protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, worldly, belonging to the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them, purify, consecrate, separate them for yourself. Make them holy by the truth. Your word is the truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I also send them into the world. And so, for their sake and on their behalf, I sanctify, dedicate, consecrate myself, that they also may be sanctify, sanctified, dedicated, consecrated, made holy in the truth. Look what God is asking. Neither of these. Neither for these alone do I pray. It is not for their sake only that I make this request, but for all those who will ever come to believe in, trust in, cling to, rely on me through their word and teaching. That they all may be one, just as you, Father, are in the world and in you. And they also may be one in us so that the world may believe and be convinced that you have sent me. And I have given to them the glory and the honor which you have given me, that they may be one even as we are one. I in them, you in me, in order that they may become one and perfectly united that the world may know and definitely recognize that you have sent me and you have loved them even as you have loved me this is jesus last desire and request of the father father i desire that you also whom that i desire that they also whom you have entrusted to me As your gift to me. Do you realize, church, that you're a gift to God? You have been a gift to Jesus. We're not just here just to be here. We've been a, we are a gift to him. This is so powerful when you read this. You are a gift to Jesus. If I start weeping, just ignore it. May may be with me where I am so that they may may see my glory which you have given me, your love gift to me for you loved me before the foundations of the world. O just and righteous Father, although, although the world has not known you and has failed to recognize you, and has never acknowledged you. I have known you continually, and these men understand and know that you have sent me. I have made your name known to them and revealed your character, and your very self, and I will continue to make you known that the love which you have bestowed upon me may be in them, felt in their hearts, and that I myself may be in them. Hallelujah. Having said this, these things, verse chapter 18, Jesus went out with his disciples beyond across the winter torrent of the Kidron in the ravine. There was a garden there, and he and his disciples entered. And Judas, who was betraying him and delivering him up, also knew the place because Jesus had often retired there with his disciples. This is the last thing, church, God asked, Jesus asked God to do. I'm asking you this week, please meditate on this. Please realize how much God loves you, Jesus said, not only for these ones, the disciples, but for the ones that will to, be, will to come. And he's saying, I want them to be in unity. As you, you and I are, that they will be. This was his last dying desire. He wasn't wasn't thinking about his death. He wasn't thinking about what he was going to go through. He was thinking about us. That we would become one. That God would be in us. And that we would love as as he loved. His last concern on this earth was not about the hell that he was about to go through. It was not about the, the, the whippings and the beatings and the spitting and the pulling of his hair and, and the sin that was placed on him and going to hell. It was about take care of my children. Love them as you loved me and that they would love one another. We cannot get away from this church. God has placed this body together for a purpose and a reason. Your church family should be closer than your natural family. I'm being honest with you. This is what Jesus just said here. Take care of them, God. I'm going to read it again, and then we are done. This is not in my notes. This is from from God to each one of us today. Please turn there. Gotta find where he wants me to start. I'm gonna start at 17.1. When Jesus has spoken these things, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify and exalt and honor and magnify your son, so that your son may glorify and extol and honor and magnify you. Just as you have granted him power and authority over all flesh, all humankind, now glorify him so that he may give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life. It means to know, to perceive, recognize, become acquainted with, and understand You the only true and real God and likewise to know him, Jesus, as the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, whom you have sent. I have glorified you down here on the earth by completing the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, verse 5, glorify me with yourself and restore me to such majesty and honor in your presence as I had with you before the world existed. I have manifested your name. I have revealed your very self, your real self to the people whom you have given me out of the world. They are yours, and you gave them to me, and they have obeyed and kept your word. I don't know if I can read this Dave. Now at last. I don't know if I can see it. Can you come read this, please? Do you have your amplified Bible? Here.
1: from the amplified now at last they know and understand that all you have given me belongs to you it really is truly yours for the utter words that you gave me i have given them and they have received and accepted them and have come to know positively in reality to believe with absolute assurance That I came forth from your presence, that they may believe and are convinced that you did send me. I am praying for them. I am not praying, requesting for the world, but those who have, those you have given me. For they belong to you. All things that are mine are yours. And all things that are yours belong to me. I am glorified in through them. They have done me honor. In them my glory is achieved. And now I am no more in the world. But these are still in the world. And I'm coming to you, Holy Father. Keep in your name In the knowledge of yourself, those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are one. While I was was with them, I kept and preserved them in your name. In the knowledge and worship of you, those you have given me, I've guarded and protected. And not one of them has perished or is lost except the son of perdition, Judas Iscariot the one who is now doomed to destruction, destined to be lost, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now I'm coming to you. I say these things while I am still in the world so that my joy may be made full and complete and perfect in them, that they may experience a delightful delight fulfilled in them, that my enjoyment may be perfected in their own souls, that they may have gladness within them, filling their hearts. I have given and delivered them to your word, your message, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, do not belong to the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you will take them out of the world, but that you will keep them and protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, worldly belonging to the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them, purify them, consecrate them, uh, separate them to yourself. Make them holy by the truth. Your word is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I have also sent them into the world. And so for their sake and for their, on their behalf, I sanctify, dedicate, consecrate myself so that they may also be sanctified, dedicated, consecrated, made holy to the truth. Neither in these alone do I pray, for it is not for their sake only that I make this request, but also for those who will ever come to believe in, trust in, cling to, or rely upon me through their word and teaching, that they may be one just as you, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they may also be one in us, so that the world may believe and be convinced that you have sent me. I have given them the glory and honor which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them, you in in me, in order that they may become one, perfect, united, that the world may know and definitely recognize that you sent me, that you have loved within them, even as I have loved you, me. Father, I desire that you also also whom you have entrusted me as your gift in me may be with me where I am that they may see my glory which you have given me your lo- your love gift to me for you love me before the foundations of the world o just and righteous father although the world has not known you and has failed to recognize you, and has never acknowledged you. I have known you continually, and these men understand and know that you have sent me. I have made your name known to them and revealed your character and your very self, and I will continue to make you known that the love which you have bestowed upon me may be in them felt in their hearts, and that I myself may be with them.
0: When you look at this as Jesus... Last dying request to God. His one request, his one desire, was for us. that's where if you've ever wondered how much he loves you I think you've just heard it today I think we've all seen it in a different way than we've ever seen it before his whole reason for coming was to pay the price so God would have a family. It's heavy when you think about it. Pay the price. you know, in the garden when he says, when he's literally drops of blood as he's praying. He knew that he he, he had to finish. That he, there was, you know, he wasn't crying out, God, I don't want to do this. He knew that this had to be done. He said, God, keep these ones And the ones that will be here to come. Us. That's us he's talking about. Today as we go, there's no more to say in in English. I think the word just said it all. The time is coming where he's preparing his body for the rapture. There will be Times of his glory, like we've never seen it. That comes from understanding who you are in him, like he said, "I in you, you and me, them and us.' Study this this week for yourself. Write down what God shows you. See how important you really are to Him. Father, I thank you for the word that has gone forth today. I thank you Jesus for loving us the way that you did before you even your one last request to God was to take care of yours don't take them out of the world Take care of us in the world. Holy Spirit, you have been sent as comforter, teacher, guide. I thank you, Father, for sending Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. For sending the Holy Spirit, Lord, that we would see and know your glory and truly know you and the power of your resurrection. And that you heard your son Jesus and you were every second of every day completing that request that Jesus asked of you. Never let any one of us ever forget how important we were and we are in your eyes. Help us to understand. how much you desire this body to be so close in you. That's part of your request for every believer. Forgive us, Father, in the name of Jesus, in any areas that we have not been obedient to your desire, even unknowingly, God. I have to honestly say to you today, God, that I never saw the importance of unity in the body as I saw it today. That was your Dying request, and Jesus, I will do everything within my power. I'm asking you for help in this area to be what you've desired me to be, and I pray that over each one in this congregation. we can't even express to you this morning our love for you on completing every thing that that had to be done. And as you were looking at the cross and hell and the sin, you had us in mind that we would be taken care of. And I thank you, Jesus. Go with each one this week. As we come back Wednesday too ask in your glory to minister unto you minister to each one of us in ways that we could never even have imagined God go to the very root go to the very innermost of our being And keep revealing your mystery and your goodness to us. And I praise you in Jesus' name, Father. Amen. If anybody needs prayer, I will stay up here and, and pray.
1: We're going to do that next week. with.